Welcome to Applied Faith with Pastor Russ Falachi, Senior Pastor of Christian Church of Broomfield, located in Broomfield, Colorado. Our mission is to provide practical application of biblical truth to help you experience true purpose and lasting change that can begin now. Here's Pastor Russ. Continuing the new series that we're in, Jesus versus the World, as we're looking at a lot of popular uh, cultural philosophies right now that are really steering this next generation into deceit and we're comparing these philosophies with the Word of God and knowing and learning how to navigate through all this as the, the culture is changing before our eyes. You know, every day, every, you know, every week, I mean, it just, it just continues to change and it's not changing for the good, right? Now, um, this week, we're going to be looking at another redefinition that has happened I want to use this as an example just to start. Let's say I was talking uh, with you, Elise. Elisa, I always forget the A. That's his nickname. Yeah, Elisa. Uh, that's actually a good example of where I'm going. Okay. No, 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 I'm kidding. But say we're Elisa and I are having a conversation, great conversation, and then all of a sudden, like she says something like, man, I think cold weather is the worst. And I respond, no, 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 no. I don't agree with that. I actually think it's the best. I love cold weather, right? Okay, we had a disagreement. What's happening now in culture is this. Having a conversation, she says, I think cold weather is the worst. And then I say, I hate you. (laughs) Right? I hate you. You see, we know that that's... That's not right. Just because I disagree with her doesn't mean I hate her, but yet the world is redefining hate. That means if you don't agree with someone, then you hate them. There's no distinguishing. You can't have a different opinion, especially when it comes to life choices. Suddenly, any opposition to any idea or principle, regardless of the argument, is deemed hateful. Right? Who say they've witnessed this? Okay. You can't have a conviction without being a hate monger. You see, hate has been redefined. It's been redefined to the point where it justifies others' hate towards us. Because now there's no longer a distinction between, first of all, this is what hate means, to feel intense or passionate dislike for someone or obviously something. Now, here's what the definition of disagree is have or express a different opinion. There's not a lot of emotion in there. It's just you have a different opinion and you express it. But what is happening is that disagreement and hate now have been sandwiched together. So to have so to disagree is to express a different opinion because you hate that person because of that difference of opinion. So now hate is this all-inclusive word, meaning if you have a different opinion, if you express that opinion, if you make a judgment about a situation, you are hateful if it goes against what I believe, right? It didn't used to be like that. You know that, right? But see, it's been this deceitful introduction into culture. That's been going on for a while, but because of, you know, the interwebs 
and social media, ideas like this can spread like wildfire. And then they get into our school systems and they get into our places of work. And all of a sudden now we're being indoctrinated, right? With if you don't accept and tolerate and do these certain things, you are hateful. There's no room for disagreement. There's no room for a judgment about what you're seeing. And then people are getting very scared. Because who in here would love to be labeled hateful? Yeah. few of us. But what we're seeing is, I think, for the most part, human instinct is like, well, no, because it's a misjudgment. I think any of you would say, well, I'm not a hateful person. I might not agree with everything but I, with you, but I'm not a hateful person. But because this is such a hot word now, it's just, it's just thrown around at everything, right? Well, then you hate, then you hate, then you're a hater, then you hate. See, even churches are starting to succumb to this redefinition because they don't want to be labeled a hateful organization, right? So they're distancing themselves from the authority of the word in order to avoid being considered hateful. See, it's a strong redefinition because it comes with such immense connotations about who you are, right? But we have to understand this has been happening for a while and it's not a new trick, okay? You see, the enemy is always at work, and the enemy is going to always be doing and working to create a system or create a philosophy that empowers the people that are deceived to actually believe they're right in hating back because they think they're holding the light. They think they're holding the truth. And we talked last week, right, about living my truth because absolute truth has been done away with. Now it's subjective truth, personal truth. But once you label something truth, you can't disagree with it because it's truth, Right? So for you to disagree with someone's truth means you've got to just be hateful and ignorant at some level because it's truth. But the reality is we're not. So how did we get here? Well, first of all, let's look at Ephesians 6, 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly Places. This is a spiritual war. This is a spiritual deception. And it's happening on a large scale. And it's all meant to turn the world, to turn people against the truth. But yet in that turning, they don't think they're turning. They actually think they're embracing something that's good, right? And then we who actually believe in the word of God, the authority of God, are now the enemy. And we see it happening, right? And it's happening. Like it, it, I don't have to get into the hate that I'm seeing now. Just with the leaked you know, like ruling from the Supreme Court and seeing the hate in people's eyes for those who don't agree. It's awful. I don't have to go into detail. And you see how that hatred can be pointed at people who are actually standing for something that they have a conviction about, that they believe that life is precious. And yet we are hateful, hate mongers, that hate women, that are racist, that are this, that are that. You're like, what? We're not talking about babies. Anyway, let's look at John 3.16. Who knows John 3.16? All right. I bet you don't know all the verses that come after it. 
But here's the John 3.16. For God so what? Love. What? He loved what? Okay, that means all the evil and all the sin in it, he what? Okay, so did Jesus hate people? No. no. Neither do we. That he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish because he loves his creation, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into uh, the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be what? Okay, so is our God good? Does our God acknowledge evil? Does he acknowledge sin? Is sin a big deal? Is sin a killer? Okay, is sin without forgiveness a bad thing? Yes. (laughs) Right. Imagine if, if we don't have forgiveness through the cross, we're doomed. It has to be forgiven. There has to be justice. There has to be something that makes it right, and that was Jesus. So that God can be with his people. So that we could walk here as representatives of who Jesus is. And live according to his word. Like, like the spirit in us. Changing how we live, live. Changing how we hear. Changing how we act. So others can see. Right? And understand that this God is loving. He loves us enough to give us his word and say, that's not right. That's not who I created you to be. This is who I created you. I love you too much to let you go this way. I loved you so much I died for you so that you could have the hope of actually having relationship with me so you could live this way and have a full life, right? This is the God we serve. Then he goes this. But he who believes in him is not condemned. But he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation. Watch this. That the what? The what? That the light has come into the world and men loved what? Rather than light because their deeds were evil. For every, now watch this, for everyone practicing evil, meaning this is how I live, this is what I accept, this is what I know to be true, this is my truth, I don't care if it stands opposed to the word of God, this is how I live and I own it, hates the what? Hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be what? So that they have been done in God. And deeds done in God will show a loving God, a kind God, fruit of the Spirit type, right? Now, here's the spiritual reality. Darkness hates light. It hates it. Darkness hates light. So we can't be surprised at what is happening. Because darkness is growing. Darker and darker. It hates light because it exposes the deeds of darkness. People don't want accountability. People want to live how they want to live. They want to live their truth, which is basically saying there is no absolute truth. There really is no consequence to my actions. The only right way to live is what I deem the right way. 
And anything that opposes that is light, and they hate it. So, as we are, we're going to get to this towards the end, as we are messengers of light, you have to understand that darkness hates light and the messenger of that light. And again, we're talking about being messengers of light, and we're going to understand what that means more. But we don't want to give people justification in calling us hateful. We're not called to be hateful. But we are called to recognize what is evil and what is righteous, right? Now, the father of lies has flipped this verse, meaning darkness hates the light, right? But what has happened now is that he has created a new light. So that darkness now is actually light to people because it's truth, it's enlightenment. You see? And we are the darkness because this light is trying to spread, right? So the enemy has made it so people actually believe they're believing in something good and virtuous, right? Because the new light is this. Live your truth, right? doesn't matter what God says. It's only up to you. And it's up to us then to accept it, even celebrate it. It's up to us to not have an opinion about it, but to fully embrace it. Because again, to have a difference of opinion means you're hateful. So everyone is so afraid of being deemed hateful. Now this new light, because it seems like it tickles the ears a little bit, right? Because they're all good words in the flesh. Sounds good. In the spirit, yes, they are good virtues, but not as the world is promoting it, right? So it's a new light. Who would say, yeah, there's a new light. It's like, it's everywhere. It's like a new light. And it sounds so good. And then we, we speak up any, just a little, if we just speak up a little bit about it, I mean, it's instantly, well, no, you're hateful. You're hateful. Therefore, I tune you out. What do we do? How do you deal with this? Well, hold on, hold on a second. John 15, 18. We're going to see that this, this is not new. Jesus said, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. Yay. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. I've heard this before. If the world loves you too much, you need to check your faith. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world what? Remember the word I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. Yay! If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. But all these things they will do to you for my name's sake, because they do not know him who sent. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would have no sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin, because he came and shed light on sin. He who hates me hates my father also. Now watch, this is so incredibly important for all of us to understand so we can maybe at some level go, okay, this is what's happening. Jesus said this, but this happened that the word might be fulfilled which is written in their law. They hated me. Huh? That's what the enemy does. 
They hated Jesus without cause. Did Jesus do anything deserving of the death penalty? And they hated him without cause because that's what the enemy does. This is what darkness does to light. It twists the understanding. And so culture out there, they may not even totally know why, but they're hating people of faith without cause. Or the enemy has done such a good job redefining hate that they actually have cause to hate us. But it's a lie. It's a lie. We are not hateful people. We submit to a loving God and follow his word. Right? And we apply his word to our lives first. Our worldview is dictated by the word of God. So it's important that we understand, first of all, what is happening. Because he's creating a cancel culture that is freaking everybody out. And the church is starting to fall prey to it also. Because no one wants to be hated or considered hate, a hate monger. Now, so this is the same trick over and over again. And when they killed Jesus, they actually thought they were doing something right. They were convinced and deceived into thinking they were doing something right. But it was without cause because there was no offense. It was an offense to the darkness. Now, what can we do? How do we respond? I mean, that's the big question. Some of you are like, okay, I know this. How do you respond when the threat of being called a hater is everywhere you go? How do we live? How, how do we become a Christian? How do we do this? Because the answer isn't to actually be hateful. You know, a lot of people are jerks in Jesus' name. So we've got to forget about those examples. They're not helping. But what can we do? Because you all, I'm looking around, all of us are alive right now in 2022, and not by mistake. This is the culture that we are in. We are seeing it. It's probably, it kills you on so many levels to see and hear the deception that's going on. And I know you have family members or friends that have probably unfollowed you because you're a hater. They don't want to talk to you anymore because you're a hater. Like, what changed? Well, I have a difference of opinion. That's all. It's hard. No one wants to be rejected. So what do we do? Well, first of all, 1 Corinthians 2.13. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things. Yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For, he, for who has known the mind of the Lord that, may, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Now, first of all, know that as believers, not, we're not above criticism, but judgment can't come to, the, to us from the world because they're not judging spiritually, they're judging from the flesh. But we, as believers, because we have the Holy Spirit in us and the Word of God, can judge all things. So my first piece of advice, 
Don't be afraid to make a judgment. Kids are being taught that they can't make a judgment about particular things and lifestyle choices and this and that, right? You can't. You have to tolerate. You, have to, you can't have a judgment about it. Yes, you can. Why do we have the ability and power to do that? Because we have the Spirit of God in us that is truth. Now, judgment comes with a whole bunch of connotation now because judgment is like an evil word now, right? Because a lot of times judgment isn't done in the love of Christ. It's done in hate. It's done in disgust. It's not done in a way that promotes who God is and why he gave us judgment. It's just to save people and to help people, right? So first of all, though, we'll just get that out of the way. It is okay. Young people, it's okay to judge and have an opinion, even if it's differing, because that does not mean you are hateful. It means you have a different opinion based in the truth of God, okay? Now, it's okay to hate evil. Proverbs. There's a ton of verses. I just picked this one, 813. The fear of the Lord is to hate what? Evil. Hate is not a bad thing when directed by God. And it's always at the sin, at the evil, at what's behind it, not the person. And I think all of us have heard, hate the sin, love the sinner. There's a lot of truth in that. But nowadays, you can't have a judgment or actually despise evil and then have that as a separate opinion from the person. We can. With the spirit of God in us, with the truth of God, yes, in us, it hates evil because it's death, it's deception, it's robbing people of life, it's lying to people, it's creating anger and bitterness, it's creating destruction, it's ruining lives, right? And it's creating a wide gate for everyone to enter through, which is destruction, and narrow is the gate that leads to life. And how do you know what the narrow gate is without a judgment that declares this is evil, and we are to hate it because it's evil? So it's okay to judge. It's okay to hate evil. It's what we do with those two that makes a difference. Because I think a lot of us are filled with a lot of judgment and hate, but it ain't producing a lot of grace. How's your grace? Good. Yeah, no, but some people have it more than others because some, sometimes people, I don't know where your path is, any of you, but when you've been judged and this and that and have been on the other side of receiving hate for who you are, then all of a sudden God meets you and you understand, oh my goodness, right? Oh, he's, he saved me. He's so good. How can I withhold that grace from someone else, right? Come on. Yeah, preach it right here. Raise that hand. Because the saving grace of Jesus makes you realize how evil you were. <laughs> you know? But God so loved the world, he came and did something that would take care of the evil, meaning that we could have victory over it. But if we're hiding that light under a bushel, <laughs> because we are so afraid of what this new light says, what good are we doing? 
None. Romans 12, 9. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Have disdain for what is evil. But cling to what is good. Cling to what is what? So you see the evil, you despise it, it disgusts you, but in that you cling to what is what? Right. Is bitterness and rage and complaining and you know that, that hatred, is that of the Lord? No, it's a small-minded view of the world. God has given us the ability to see beyond that. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honor, giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, giving to hospitality. Does that sound like someone that's caught up in bitterness and hate? Because you're so busy serving the Lord and doing what he commands. You don't have time for that. But some of us are getting paralyzed because of the state of the world. Or we're getting sucked into the lie. And there's no life being lived. Now watch this. Bless those who love you. Bless those who... What? Bless those who call you a hater and a hate monger and small-minded and a Neanderthal. And a racist, yeah. Bless, bless someone. Bless and do not curse, but it's so much easier to curse. It feels so much better to curse at someone when they curse at you. It's better to repay evil for you. It just feels better. They deserve it. How dare they misjudge me? Do you see how important our actions are? Watch this. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Be careful. This is repay no one evil for evil. But that feels nice and justified. But that's what the world is doing. Because they're repaying us for our evil, for our hate, right? Because they've been deceived. But our light is demonstrated through how we deal with those that hate us. Have regard for good things in the sight of just church people. What? Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live with any questions. All. I looked it up. In the Greek, in the Hebrew, and even in Spanish, means all. As much as you as much as is up to you, live peaceably with all men. Those that despise you and hate you and persecute you. Doesn't mean everyone's gonna like you. They may reject you. Remember, darkness hates light. And if they can label you filled with hate as someone is filled with hate, it's a lot easier to reject you. But don't give them a reason to hate you, like in terms of, you know what I'm saying? It's like, don't be what they actually think you are. 
Because if we're going to run into, who has people in their family and every network that really holds on to this new light? Like, you know, it's, it's around you. It's hard, right? Some of us have, might have lost friends, and family, who knows? But no, it's part of being a follower of Jesus, but it's not to get you down. It's not to sideline you. It's not to fill you with bitterness and rage, but it's about to fill you with hope that even in this, I have a purpose to live according to truth. Because, well, first of all, let's, I just want to check out what Jesus says real quick in Luke six twenty seven. But I say to you who hear, love, you what? Do good to those who? Hate you. He, come on. What? what is like, what? Jesus, are you being for real? Oh. Bless those who curse you and pray for those who spitefully use you. I don't want to. I don't have to put up with this. No one else does. I know the truth. Too bad for them. Idiots. These idiots are ruining everything. I'm just trying to speak a little bit of this inner dialogue that a lot of us have. But again, why are we here, though? If you forget why you're here, you're going to get sucked in either by the absolute like disgust with what's happening or you can get deceived and fall into this new light and reject any type of truth and just accept everything because that way you're not a hater, right? What's your purpose? Deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow me. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So as we walk, we are going to reflect, hopefully, the way, the truth, and the life. Even if they think you're filled with hate, let's show them something different. Right? If you look at Jesus, if you look at the profound effect he had with encounters, these were people that were despised, right? Jesus never came and dealt with their action first. He dealt with their heart. The woman that was caught in adultery, everyone around her, judging her, wanting to stone her. Did she sin? Yes, she did. What did Jesus deal with first? First, he got rid of all the hypocrites. Where are those who condemn you? Nowhere, neither do I condemn you. Touched her heart. And then what does he say? Go and sin no more. There's the judgment. What led? Love. So often our judgment leads. How is someone going to hear if all they see and hear is judgment? The way to the heart is through love. The kindness of God is what leads to repentance. This is why he says, bless those who curse you. Why? Because they can maybe experience a love that defies what they understand, and it opens their heart. But we get on our soapboxes and our high horses and justify not loving people because of how they label us. That is wrong, wrong, wrong. You see, there will be a day when God does eventually judge those that did not receive his forgiveness and rejected his word. That's him. We are here to help all get into heaven. 
Because Jesus died so that none would perish. God is love and truth. Love and truth. We have to remember that. Some of us are really good with the truth, but terrible with love. We want to be right so badly. We want to defend ourselves so badly that we forget the bigger point, right? And we miss opportunity. I showed him. Don't argue with Russ anymore. Squash you like a grape. Yeah. Check out this post, guys. Russ, I was changed by your post. You totally changed my opinion with that rude, condescending post. I want to go to your church. Please be careful what you post, especially if you're posting that next to, hey, church picnic next week. Seriously, just go look for those that post. Okay, okay, how consistent am I? Jesus is good. You suck. <laughs> That's probably not an appropriate word. I'm sorry. <laughs> I get fired up about this stuff. You know why? Because what we say and do matters. Amen. It matters. Amen. Matters. And it's okay to have a judgment. It's okay to be convicted of the truth. But remember, you're here to help shine the light. Now, Matthew 5.13. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is in good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. Okay. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp put under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men. Now watch this. What does it mean to let your light shine? That they may see your what? That they may see your argument? That they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Who's going to see your good works? The people that hate you. It's so easy to let our light shine in here. Right? The Lord bless you. Lord bless you. Right? God be with you. God be with you, man. Anything I can do for you? Sure. Can you help me move? Sorry, I'm busy. <laughs> when? Forever. <laughs> Guys, so my point in all of this as we are going through this is not to stir up like, you know, I don't want us leaving here like, you know, with pitchforks and, you know, whatever the torches, thank you, hard word. (laughs) You know, that's not the wild up we need. Yes, we hate evil, but man, we love as Jesus loves. It's like we are here to help rescue people and not everyone will be rescued. Not everyone will like you. Light is hated by the darkness. But sometimes darkness is transformed by the light. God will guide your conversation. Do you know that? You have to know that. You have to give him a chance. Sometimes you have to drop the judgment knowing that God will allow that in time because that's who God is. You'll know. He will navigate you through this stuff. So come on, you all. We got a lot of work to do, right? Hopefully this helped lift a little bit of the funk it's hard we don't hate we love 
no matter what the world says. We love. We love. But we love as God loves, not as the world. Amen. Jesus, thank you, Father. Father, thank you. Oh, it is so hard, Jesus, and you know you walked. (laughs) You were murdered with no cause, just cause. But you allowed it. Because what was at stake was bigger than just defending yourself. It was the salvation of the world. You put yourself aside so that all could be saved. And Lord, help us live with that same heart. That is, there's a bigger picture here than just defending and just arguing, Lord, but there are lives at stake and how we behave matters. What we reflect matters. It could be the only glimmer of heaven that they get, the only glimmer of a good God. Lord, may our words be laced with your love and kindness. Jesus, we need help. We need to be broken. This world is doing everything it can to break us in a bad way. (laughs) Lord, fill us. Fill us. Strengthen us, Lord. I pray for those that are in environments that are even challenging their faith, Lord. Making them believe that what they believe is darkness, Lord. Help Help them see today the light of your word and truth. Lord, give them the courage and the strength to not cave to false judgment and to hatred pointed. Help them, Lord. Help them, Jesus. Lord, and help all of us, Lord, as we walk to remember why we are here. We are salt, we are light, and we serve a good God. We serve your truth. We submit to your truth, Lord. We apply truth, first of all, to us. Lord, help us get the plank out of our eye. So then we can actually help someone get the speck out of theirs. (laughs) Gently. Lord, we love you. You are are, our Father and our Lord and our King. You are the Savior of the world, Lord. Help us. Lord, America needs you. Broomfield needs you. Colorado needs you. Lord, we know the world needs you. But Lord, our individual workplaces need you. Our family needs you. Our friends need you. Help us, Lord. We fall before you and say, have your way with us, Lord. Lead us where you will where you desire, and we will follow. Amen. You've been listening to Applied Faith with Pastor Russ Falachi, an outreach of Christian Church of Broomfield, located in Broomfield, Colorado. To contact Pastor Russ, visit his website at russfalachi.com. Thanks for listening, and remember, an alive faith is an applied faith.